0: Oh my God, that was funny. Happy Tuesday, buddies. Welcome back to Headlines and Coffee, the podcast. We're at episode 28. Um, I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. Mine wasn't too bad. Um, I did a lot of reflecting on some actions others are taking, which is not really common for me because I can't control what other people do. However, there are people that I consider friends and I had to have a few difficult conversations Um, I hope I was able to reason with them. I'm not really sure. All I know is I feel better now knowing that I did everything I could to try and reason with others. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to reason with the masses. I put out videos that I hope will influence others to reflect on themselves and do better. Clearly, I'm not getting through to a lot of them. So it is what it is. Um, It's definitely earned me quite a few blocks. So whatever. Um, But then again, maybe I am getting through to them. and They just don't want to face it themselves. Who knows? Anyways, that's that's my mini rant that I was talking about. Um- <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and bring on producer Bill. Hopefully he's situated now.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, folks, that that's that one's on me. I uh, I apologize. As anybody knows, one of the most stressful times in your life is when you're moving. And preparing for a move is kind of crazy as well. So I'm trying to do like 15 things at once, and I do apologize. Producer Bill dropped the ball on that one, but we're back. We're better than ever. Yeah. Jen's back in black. We're ready to go.
0: It's actually blue. Is it? Yeah. When I first opened it up, because I do like the monthly subscriptions to Threadbeast, and they mm-hmm. send me like a bunch of shirts and hoodies and sometimes underwear and sometimes hats. And I opened it up, I was like, oh, yes, a new black hoodie. And I looked at closer. I'm like, oh, it's actually really dark blue, but it's okay. cool. It says, I, it I says like the, the hundreds.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, the hundreds. It also says the hundreds on the back.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I dig it because it looks like a neon sign. Mm-hmm. Which is, all. I'm sorry, I, depending on the decor or where you're at or what time frame you're at in the space-time continuum, uh, <laughs> neon lights can either be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They can be classy, they can be trashy, or they can be whatever yeah, you want. But I always true. like to look.
0: Yeah, same. Like I, I remember um, there was this neon place in the town I grew up in, well, the city I grew up in before I moved to the little town. And we got to do a tour of it and like kind of learn how they made like neon lights and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was really cool.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the reasons why I can't wait to go back to Vegas.
0: Mm, I love Vegas. Like that that's well, I, I don't even know how to explain like the atmosphere of Vegas. Like mm-hmm. I do go through a lot of like anxiety with all the people, but I have mm-hmm. so much fun every time I go to Vegas. Even, well, even the one time they they suckered me into a timeshare tour.
1: <laughs> oh okay. Hold on. Uh oh, I'm, I'm out. Uh oh. Number one, I, I did want to say uh, my one of my dearest friends who lives in Vegas. He said they've actually cleaned things up a little bit now that we're at the tail end of the pandemic. Depending mm-hmm. on who you are, what you believe, the pandemic's over at the tail end, whatever. And uh, you know, it, Vegas has got its problems. It's like anywhere else, but they've cleaned it up. Like I don't know, the last time I was there, the guys and girls who were walking down the streets and just shoving those flyers into your hands to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, go call this number to get a prostitute. Yeah. They've actually outlawed that now. Nice. So yeah, so you don't have to deal with that shit anymore. Listen, That's-
0: I really want to go back to Vegas just to go to Palace Station to go to the Oyster Bar and get some pot roast unless somebody makes it for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, saying. I want to address this real quick. What happened? Pan to- roast, the-
0: not pot roast. I'm sorry, pan roast. Panrose. Pan
1: what happened to Kentucky in the tournament? They lost. <laughs> it is the when it comes to Kentucky under John Calipari, we've got one national title and a bunch of disappointment. You got John Calipari's great at creating billionaires or millionaires and sending guys to the NBA, but mm-hmm. all that shit means nothing when you've got one national title in 13 years. You've got obviously the best players. It's not mm-hmm. even close. Kentucky has sent the most players to the NBA, especially yeah. in the first round. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to be honest with you. I can tell you two players on Kentucky's team this year. I, Kentucky basketball doesn't mean anything really to me anymore. Uh, I know there's Tate Washington and the guy that won player of the year, Oscar Whatever
0: so you know a player and a half's name.
1: Yeah, I know a player and a half. You're exactly right. Uh, That's all right.
0: I don't know any any players. Sit, like with uh, Buckeye basketball, I haven't paid attention to them since Aaron Kraft left.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, basketball, I, I still love basketball as a sport, but especially at the college level, it's hard to get invested in players who you know are going to be gone next year. Yeah. It, it, I, and you can say the same thing about football, especially now with the transfer portals and everything. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, at least football players, some guys you're going to get for at least two years yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So, um, and what's the difference in the year? I don't know. Ask my ex-wife. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So this week, you guys, we have our top 10 favorite wrestlers. Um, disclaimer, I haven't watched wrestling since, like, I was a kid. So all my wrestlers are, like, from the 90s.
1: And just, keep in mind, the biggest reason we are doing this is because WrestleMania is right around the corner. It's just, you know, uh, it's one of the best times of the year. If you're a wrestling kid, it is, yeah, you know, it's Super Bowl season to you. It, it, I, it really
0: is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember I used to be like super into it. Um, we mm-hmm. never got to watch WrestleMania because, you know, pay-per-view and my parents wouldn't ever buy that stuff. But, right. you know, I was around for Raw and when SmackDown mm-hmm. first started and then... Mm-hmm. I think that was it. Yep. Raw and SmackDown.
1: Okay. Because I didn't watch the
0: what's the what was the other one WCW.
1: Yes, WCW versus WWE. Really, the the whole NWO and Hulk Hogan and all that. I mean,
0: obviously, I knew who
1: they were, but like,
0: I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really watch. Okay. Me and my brother were more into the W when it was the WWF.
1: Right. Gotcha. (laughs) Before they got the F out.
0: Yeah. Before they got the F out. Um, Do you have any honorable mentions? Before I have
1: four. Okay. I'm a huge wrestling nerd, so please forgive me. This was this was the most difficult list to put together yet. Um, honorable mentions are Chris Jericho, The Rock, The Rock and Roll Express, and The Midnight Express.
0: I know who two of those are.
1: That's okay. No, that's okay. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, so I'll start with number ten, and I know I don't. I said that I didn't like the WCW, but I this guy did transfer over, and you know I enjoyed when he was in um, the Longest Yard Goldberg.
1: Mm-hmm. oh Goldberg's a monster I mean yeah, that it is. It, it, he only wrestled for a short period of time but at the height of his career he was as hot and as popular as Hogan Austin or The Rock mm-hmm. he really was now yep. it was a very brief window but he was he was the hottest guy in wrestling
0: I had what? a crush on him
1: <laughs> got a thing for the ball guys with the go-to right? apparently I did <laughs> Apparently,
0: <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie apparently I did because that you'll see what, when I get to my number one of my
1: numbers. <laughs> uh, my my number 10 is Ricochet. For those of you who are wrestling fans, you know who I'm talking about. He is uh, He's a Kentucky guy, so got to represent. But he's also, he's a human pinball machine. And some of the stuff he does in the ring is just absolutely crazy. Fun guy to watch wrestle.
0: Nice. Uh, my number nine was Ken Shamrock. <sighs> Damn. Really oh, like man. That. How
1: do I not have Kurt Angle on this list?
0: Oh man, I forgot about Kurt Angle too.
1: I mean, because when you mention Ken Shamrock, you're talking about legitimate badasses who just happened to wrestle.
0: Kurt Angle,
1: Ken Shamrock. I mean, legitimate badasses who just happened to wrestle. Well,
0: Ken Shamrock came from the UFC before he went to wrestling. So he's like a legitimate. What what was his nickname? The most dangerous man in the world? Uh, Yeah, the most dangerous
1: man. Yeah, I mean, that's a Vince McMahon thing because whenever these wrestlers or whenever these UFC fighters come to the WWE, yeah, they have a name, and you have to stick with that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Vince McMahon's going to put his little twist on it, and yeah. the whole, yeah, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey, the baddest bitch on the block, or the baddest mm-hmm. bitch on the planet, you know. So yeah, I, I get it. Uh, my number nine, my number nine is Arn Anderson. That's okay. You don't have to know who that <laughs> okay. is. All right. the wrestling people know it.
0: All right, uh, my number eight, um, hometown hero Al Snow. Oh, fun story. Yes. So fun story about, I don't know if it's really a fun story, but, um, so Al Snow, he's from Lima, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, he was home. It was in the wintertime and he actually got into a car accident with my cousin. It was my cousin's fault, but he, uh, I don't remember. I think he broke his thumb because I remember seeing it like he was on a show like following after that and he had his thumb was broken and he felt so bad because my cousin was only like 16, 17. She was really young and like he he brought her like teddy bears and all this stuff to the hospital. Like genuinely cool dude from like what my cousin was saying. So yeah, Al Snow.
1: My, my, one of my good, good buddies uh, actually met Al Snow and interviewed him for his podcast at a wrestling uh, convention in Louisville, Kentucky. And for a while uh, Al was the owner of Ohio Valley wrestling. It was a small little independent wrestling organization. At one time it was really popular because it was WWE's developmental territory. Mm -hmm. And some big names came through there, like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, you know, all those guys, uh, batista who's in all the marvel movies now uh you know so it was really popular then wwe broke ties with it al snow bought it and tried to revive it and didn't do so well so but i hate that for him but every i've never met him but everybody i've ever talked to that has met him said you cannot meet a more down-to-earth awesome guy
0: Mm -hmm. yep that's pretty much what my cousin said and yes it is lima scott it's lima a lot of people always want to call it lima but it's it's lima it's like the bean
1: bean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my number eight is jushin thunder liger japanese royalty when it comes to wrestling and was so very influential especially when it comes to the lucha libre style the high flying style the flips and everything that you see in today uh Mm -hmm. very colorful mask, just an absolute legend okay uh
0: my number seven is the undertaker
1: okay Uh, my opinion, the most, one of the most overrated wrestlers of all time, but that's a conversation for another time. Uh, my number seven is Dr. Britt Baker, D M D. If you don't know who that is, she is so awesome. She's a great wrestler, a better talker. She's the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Go check her out on AEW.
0: Interesting. Um, my number five, or I'm sorry, my number six can't have, uh, the undertaker without his brother Kane.
1: Okay. Um, Have you been following his political career at all? I have not. I tell you what, it's starting to take some weird turns and I'm worried about him, but I'm still I'm still pulling for him. He's he's one of those politicians that probably needs to stay off Twitter.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, my number six is, <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so.
0: I'm offended that you have him so low. You know,
1: I, I love Steve Austin, but i am got some old school obscure guys. I'm a huge wrestling nerd. And yeah. don't get me wrong, Steve Austin was great, mm-hmm. but he's another guy. If you look at his popularity, it was only five, six years.
0: Yeah, but he's doing some phenomenal stuff yeah. now.
1: Coming back for WrestleMania this year as a matter of fact.
0: Is he? Oh yes. shit, I might have to watch WrestleMania just <laughs> watch him. Um, all right. My number five was he he was during during his uh time while I watched, because I know he's still on it, I'm pretty sure. But during my time of watching him, it was a very much love hate. Uh Triple H.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh God bless Triple H. He uh he had, uh, some recent health scares with his heart. So, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts and prayers out to him and his family. Uh, he tried and did a really good job making NXT, which is WWE's new developmental system.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He made them into a powerhouse company and then just got it taken away. So, oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's long, drawn-out story. I'm not going to get into it. Scott Meyer, any early 80s guys? I said Arn Anderson and Jushin Thunder Liger. I mean, those are <laughs> 80s as 80s gets. My um, number five, Tommy Dreamer. Do you remember ECW?
0: vaguely yes
1: okay tommy dreamer was the heart and soul of ecw and the reason i fell in love with that guy was because everybody hated him and he all of a sudden became a badass he was the song called steve austin for mm-hmm. ecw and uh i know steve austin was there before i get burned um but also he had the most badass interest music his interest music was uh man in the box Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I love Tommy Dreamer. Loved him.
0: Nice. Um, my number four is The Rock. I really okay. liked him when he when he was on wrestling.
1: My uh, my number four is HBK, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, the Showstopper.
0: Oh my god, that's so I funny. My number, number three is Shawn Michaels. Nice. I had a huge crush on him too.
1: <laughs> Who didn't? I mean, Shawn Michaels, I mean, on top of just being a good looking guy, he charisma, athleticism. I mean, he was, you know, age is not (laughs) being kind to HBK, but he had a, uh uh-oh.
0: Well, I got to tell a story. Oh, yes. People are going to fucking judge me so hard because like I get bamboozled a lot, apparently, because I'm too trusting of a person. Well, when uh, I was watching wrestling, everybody knows I was there at the dawn of the internet and the dawn of chat rooms. I thought I was talking to Shawn Michaels. Oh, you
1: got, you got early catfish.
0: <laughs> I got early catfished.
1: <laughs> the OG catfish. Uh, my number three is another Japanese and Mexican legend, Ultimo Dragon. And uh, for those of you who don't know, look him up. That guy was just a superstar across four different continents. And there's actually a picture of him at one time between all the different promotions and all the different continents he wrestled on, Ultimo Dragon had eleven title belts. And there's a really cool picture where his arms are out like this and he's mm-hmm. just draped in all these titles. And it's like that guy was just a badass.
0: Yeah. Nice. Listen, me. you guys stop judging me. I was a kid. I mean, I know that I've had my moments <laughs> as an adult, but and i would like to say that i've learned my lesson but fuck jen is just too goddamn trusting sometimes and i'm really i'm really working on it i promise was this an
1: aol or a yahoo chat room this
0: was an aol chat ah gotcha gotcha, this was an aol AOL chat
1: um all right so
0: my number two is china fucking love her i was really sad when she died
1: the, yeah, I, I try not to glamorize the uh, passing of celebrities, regardless of what they are. I was very saddened by China, not because it was a celebrity, but her story. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever got a chance to watch her documentary, The Final Days of China, just watching the shit that she went through and the stuff that those. Fucking film producers put her through. It, it was just ridiculous. Uh, my number two, I know he's got a lot of controversy surrounding him as of late, but I, it doesn't change the fact that the nature boy, Ric Flair, was the one who brought out – He he helped me find Bill. And what I mean by that is I was always this shy kid who never, never said this, never said that. I started mimicking Ric Flair promos in football practice before it was a thing on TikTok or Instagram. Okay. I was, yeah, I would pop somebody uh, coming out. Oh my God. I did it in practice one day and coach benched me for a game because... (laughs) Well, no. This one kid had been talking shit in school all day. I said, "That's okay. I'll see. We'll we'll see at practice." He came on an interround, and I laid him out, and I just stood right over him and said, "Woo! (laughs)
0: Oh my god! Oh man! If I was going to have an honorable mention, it would have been Ric Flair."
1: Yeah, it, it was fun.
0: What, what controversy is going on around him right now? I obviously don't follow the wrestling uh,
1: stuff. Right, absolutely. So anybody who uh, enjoys wrestling at all at any level for any certain period of time, there's a great documentary series called The Dark Side of the Ring. It's produced by Vice News. And apparently on what's known as the plane ride from hell. Uh, long story short, it was a long WWE European tour. And on the flight back, they chartered a private plane, a private plane. Oh, my gosh. A (laughs) Sheldon. Yeah, a private plane, and they had stewardesses on it, and a lot of drugs and a lot of alcohol and a Mm. lot of things went down. Now, stories vary from person to person depending on who you talk to. Mm -hmm. But the two stories that everybody is now getting on is how, well, the big, big story. It was revealed that apparently Rick— tried didn't actually do it but tried to sexually assault a stewardess. Oh shit. Yeah. Now uh now when I say that, the the way the stewardess tells the story is she was in back in the cart drink area refilling the cart because these fucking wrestlers are just hitting the bottles hard. Mm-hmm. Well then Rick Flair went back there in his robe and wearing nothing else. And he gets back there and he's not touching her, but he's mm-hmm. like blocking the way and won't let her out unless, you know. Yeah. Okay. But Ric Flair and Tommy Dreamer and a couple other wrestlers have said no, that never happened. I was there. A couple of other wrestlers, such as Rob Van Dam, and a couple others, have said, No, I saw it. The shit went down like that. Mm. So it just depends on who you talk to and who mm-hmm. you believe who was more fucked up versus who wasn't more fucked
3: right. up. Right.
1: Uh, but either way, you know. Be be that as as it may, you know. Even she admits that he never touched me. Mm -hmm. What he did was wrong. If if what she alleges he did happen, yeah, then it was wrong, and he should serve some kind of punishment. Mm -hmm. I one hundred percent am on board with that. Yeah, but you can't prove it. And she settled out of court. She took a settlement. Yeah. So it's never going to be tried.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, but either way, I mean. Even with that and the controversy surrounding it, and this was actually just this just came out about four months ago, maybe even three months ago. Mm-hmm. So, you
0: know, I'm gonna ha- I'll have to check it out. I was actually, um, because they have like all of the wrestling on I think Peacock, Peacock. Mm-hmm. and I, I was like, I went all the way back to the 90s and I'm like, I because I want to watch this stuff again, and so I'm like, let me start watching it and then like. I, I really did it. I'm about mm-hmm. to kick my dogs out of the room. They're starting to piss me
1: off. Well, like, shut the quick, fuck up. Wicked Gen X is right. Everybody, including Vince McMahon, had mm-hmm. had a few too many. There was actually a wrestling match between uh, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar where they were Greco-Roman-style wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it got so confrontational, in fact, that they thought, now, you know, it can't happen. The physics just aren't there. Mm-hmm. But the big concern was they started tussling near the uh, emergency exit. Oh, shit. And they thought these two guys were going to hit the emergency exit door and they had to split them up because yeah. it, it took like 16 guys to split them.
0: Oh, yeah, would
1: have been bad. Yeah, so, this was real bad.
0: Um, so before we go to our number one, I have a funny story. So, um, Jerry Lawler and what was the other host name during that time?
1: Uh, Jim Ross, good old JR.
0: Yeah, JR. So, mm-hmm. one of them had an auto shop down in Florida, mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it was, but they J- had.
1: JR was a partner in the Briscoe Brothers Auto Body Repair Shop down in Florida.
0: Okay, so we had called me and my brother <laughs> because they did a they did an advertisement for this this body shop or whatever. So me and my brother called them. We talked to whichever who was it? JR, you said. Mm-hmm. So we talked to him. Oh, okay. And like we had like a normal conversation, and then we hung up. We called back, <laughs> and my dumb ass fucking what like. 12, 13-year-old little Jen Jen with the girliest (laughs) fucking voice calls and pretends that she's Vince McMahon. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) <laughs> and I start screaming and yelling at this guy. <laughs> so Did you,
1: what what the hell's your problem, pal? Yeah, like you're I can't fucking
0: remember what I cannot remember what we talked about, but like we called back and I pretended I was Vince McMahon and I was like oh, like looking back great. on I'm like I'm so stupid. Like I I tried, you know, you think you think your voice sounds different when you're in your mm-hmm. head and you like try to talk like this, but it doesn't really come out the way it sounds.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so, um no. You know, I, I in my 14 years in te- television, radio, news, I've interviewed people from Muhammad Ali to presidents to Michael Jordan, you know, Larry Bird, all these superstar athletes, politicians, high profile people. I've only been intimidated twice. Once was when I met Joby Hall, and that wasn't in an interview. And if you don't know who Joby Hall is, I think I've mentioned that story before. But the other one was when I met the Big Show. Really? Yes. They were doing an event in Evansville, Indiana, and I was working for Fox 56 at the time. Mm-hmm. And the big sh- okay, so I ran into The Rock that day. And The Rock, I'm 6'3, The six 6'4. You don't scare me, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm he's bigger- also
0: significantly bigger now than what he used to be.
1: Yeah, I'm mean, I wonder how <laughs> that happened. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, and uh, so I and I've met so many different wrestlers, I've been invited to wrestling tryouts and camps, and that's you know, that's great, that's fine and dandy. But when I met The Big Show, when I met Paul White. Uh, fuck this dude is three times to- i mean he's at least a good foot taller than i am probably outweighs me by at the time 180 200 pounds that is the first time in my life i remember being physically intimidated by just meeting somebody
0: yeah i, I bet like, i couldn't imagine actually whoa. like meeting any of these any wrestler like i mm-hmm. i'm so small and am like they're fucking ginormous
1: all of them <laughs> uh, you know what? You'd be surprised. Some of them aren't. And actually, my number one is not a big guy at all.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, I guess we should finish up the top 10 then. Yes, We've been talking yes. a lot. Uh, so, my number one should not come to any surprise. Stone Cold Steve Austin is my number one all time favorite.
1: Absolutely. My number one is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. If you don't know who that is, go look him up. Just, oh, uh, not the best guy on the mic, but I'll mm-hmm. put it to you this way. Uh, everybody knows who Paul Heyman is. Okay. The inventor of ECW, Pauly Dangerously, Brock Lesnar's advocate. Everybody, Okay. Paul Heyman said in a shoot interview, for those of you that don't know, shoot means he's telling the truth. He's being real about the wrestling business. And not only has Paul Heyman said it, Stone Cold Steve Austin has said it. There's been numerous people. Rick Flair has said it. AJ Styles is the best in-ring performer they have ever seen. Now, he doesn't cut the best promos on the planet. He's not the best promo guy. He can do it. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he's bad. But AJ Styles, as far as in the ring, is the absolute best at what he does. And I've been saying that since 2004. People have only been saying this about him in the mainstream for like mm-hmm. the last five or six years. I've been saying it for almost 20. So Interesting. Yeah, imagine uh, that one. Wicked Gin. Right. Another one I liked was Bam Bam Bigelow. You know, I loved Bam Bam Bigelow as a character, as a person. Like a lot of wrestlers, he had a lot of flaws and a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, Ivan Putzky? Wow, Scott, bringing out the old school. Ivan Putzky, that's impressive.
0: Yeah, no clue who that is either. Like I just. Oh, whoa,
1: whoa, no. whoa, Jimmy Superfly! Sn- no, no, that's another behind uh, dark side of the ring you should watch, Jen, where Jimmy Snuka. Murdered his girlfriend. <gasps>
0: yeah. Oh man, you have to. So you'll have to email me the name of these. Of these, uh, yeah. Th-
1: most of them are on YouTube now. I'll definitely send you some okay. links.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's it for our top ten. Um, let's move on to some today in American history. Um, in 1630, this is a very early example of the government overstepping. The first legislation prohibiting gambling is enacted in Boston. In 1790, Thomas Jefferson becomes the first U.S. Secretary of the State. In 1794, Congress passes laws prohibiting slave trade with foreign countries, even though slavery remained legal in the U.S. Um, 1933, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signs a bill legalizing the sale and possession of beer and wine. In 1946, the first U.S. built rocket to leave the Earth's atmosphere reaches a 50-mile height. In 1972, the U.S. Senate passes the Equal Rights Amendment. Uh, The amendment did fail to achieve ratification today for birthdays in 1599. And I only found this one interesting because I didn't know this, but Sir Anthony Van Dyck, the Flemish artist, uh, the namesake of the beard style. I didn't actually know that was named after somebody, but I also don't have beards and stuff. So I don't know if that's common knowledge. In 1907, James Gavin was U.S. Army General of the 82nd Airborne Division in World War II. In 1908, Louis L'Amour, American Western novelist, And in 1948, Andrew Lloyd Webber, British composer of The Phantom of the Opera and Cats. For headlines, um, bear with me, you guys. This one's going to be a little lengthy because there was a lot of information with this, and I wanted to make sure I shared with you as much information as I could find. So today was day two of the Ketanji Brown Jackson. I'm probably fucking her name up, so I do apologize. Uh, Confirmation hearing. So what all is being said? For starters, numerous Republican senators pointed out Jackson's recent support for critical race theory and the 1619 Project. Why is that an issue for any lefties that are listening? It's an issue probably because they both assert that the U.S. and the Constitution were founded on racism. If she thinks the words of the Constitution is racist, how the heck is she going to support our founding documents and ensure the government doesn't violate our constitutional rights?" Senator Cory Booker, of course, uh, is using the race angle to attempt to get Jackson confirmed. He stated, and I quote, the reality is Joe Biden did what Ronald Reagan did by saying he, uh, by saying, Hey, look, we have been excluding large percentages of our population. If not the majority, it's about time. We reach deep into the well of quality and genius and talent and create credentials for black women and show she's like Jackie Robinson, probably overqualified to be in the national ba- baseball league, but he came forward and showed us what the full talent and array of American potential is, um, Okay, this is not intended to sound racist, but I'm sure someone out there is going to take it that way. Uh, Senator Booker, since when are black females the majority? That kind of eliminates 99% of the arguments you guys all have when it comes to race and gender. Just saying. Uh, I think the Democrats involved with the questioning within the confirmation hearing need to focus on her character and her experience. If she is the most experienced and qualified for the job, then confirm her. But please stop using race and gender as argument points. It honestly does a disservice to black women, my opinion. You are telling black women that they cannot do it on their experience and character alone. They must rely on their skin color and what's not between their legs. It's despicable. Jackson's 1992 Harvard University thesis came to light. Within the thesis, she stated that court officials, including judges, have personal hidden agendas. She argued that the hidden agendas underlie the attempts to get the accused to waive their constitutional rights through plea uh, plea bargains. Senator Blackburn responded by speaking on Jackson's uh, leniency. Blackburn stated Jackson advocated for each and every criminal defendant in the D.C. Department of Corrections custody should be released. That would be 1,500 criminals back on the streets if she had it her way. Jackson used COVID-19 as justification to release a fentanyl drug dealer, a bank robber addicted to heroin, and a convict who murdered a U.S. marshal. Blackburn also mentioned Jackson's effort to protect convicts before the pandemic, She used her time and talent not to serve our veterans or other vulnerable groups, but provide free legal services to help terrorists get out of Gitmo and go back to the fight. Senator Josh Hawley also pointed out her leniency on child sex predators and is soft on crime. Holly stated, and I quote, Judge Jackson has a pattern of letting child porn offenders off the hook for their appalling crimes, both as a judge and as a policymaker. She's been advocating for it since law school. This goes beyond soft on crime. I'm concerned that this is a record that's enda- that endangers our children. Of course, mainstream media likened his claims to QAnon and Pizzagate, claiming it was stunningly inflammatory charge reminiscent of conspiracy theories such as QAnon and P- or Pizzagate, which... Pose it as prompt, pro, pose it at that not, pro, oh my God, Jen, which pose it that prominent liberals are part of a vast ring of pedophiles. Well, wow, Mr. Ian Milsner, that's because they are. Jackson also showed her lack of knowledge on the time when Janice Rogers Brown was twice filibustered by Joe Biden. Janice Rogers Brown, a black female, a former ranking member of the Judiciary Committee, and a nominee for the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. I only bring up Janice Rod- Rogers Brown to point out the uh, point out that this whole thing is being made about race and to point out how the Democrats flip-flop constantly. Janice Rogers Brown was nominated by Republicans back in the, I think it was the early 90s. A black woman is only qualified in the eyes of Democrats if it is one they choose, and they choose strictly off skin color versus actual experience and character. Um, I don't know which direction this is going to go, but uh, it kind of sounds like she's not the one. I'm not saying that, you know, black women can't do this because black women can absolutely do this. But I don't think she's the one. Her her history definitely speaks otherwise. Uh, further news, it is reported that an explosion of home and vehicle burglaries are being committed by robbery gangs, mostly from Chile. These members are arriving to the U.S. via the L.A. International Airport. These members are also using B-2 tourist visas just to come and burglarize rich Americans in California. Chilean gangs were suspected of six home burglaries in January, including one which had about $50,000 worth of jewelry and other items stolen. December of 2020, one or more thieves made off with about $800,000 worth of jewelry The East Coast is also seeing a surge in home burglaries who are using the nation's visa waiver program to come to the U.S. and target wealthy Asian residents in the D.C. suburbs. So good job to whoever's responsible for that one. Uh, This next story is pretty typical of Fayetteville, North Carolina. If anyone has ever been to Fayetteville, a first grade teacher and another individual were arrested on methamphetamine trafficking charges. The charges are based on allegations related to off-campus drug trafficking. Same with the arrest. Um, I guess it's at least good knowing that she's not dealing on school grounds. Go North Carolina. Walt Disney uh, Company employees at corporate locations across the U.S. are protesting Disney to force the company to fight the don't groom kids laws or the anti-grooming kids laws. Uh, Disney employees planned a to walkout today to protest Bob Chapek's response to the Florida Don't Say Gay bill. These employees take these bills as a threat to the LGBTQIA community. When did they add all those? Like, I'm being dead serious. When did they add all of that? I don't remember all of that. Like, the last time I talked about the LGBT, I thought it was like LGBTQ. When did they add the IA? Anyways. Disney has been under attack over the initial silence on the Florida bill, and the company has given money to some of the sponsors of the bill. Not really sure what I'm missing with this bill. How does this pertain to employees of Disney? Are they out there grooming our children? Is Disney holding courses on how to be gay and transgender to kids? If so, maybe we need to investigate the company. I know there are four people that were employees of Disney in Florida that were arrested for human trafficking crimes. So it kind of seems to me that further investigation needs to be conducted, anyways. We all know what goes on in Disneyland and Disney World. Just saying, um, and that's it. Like I know that was kind of a lengthy few articles, but that's it for the uh, the headlines today. So I don't know if we have some Gen Gen reacts, <laughs> or if Bill has anything to add to that cluster of information that I just read out because no, that was a lot. That was I, a lot for three what three or four articles.
1: No, 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 and and there was a lot of great information. And no,
0: it's, it's I,
1: a I, no, I, I mirror just about ninety nine percent of everything you've said. If you put. No, I can't think of one thing you've said that I disagree with. I absolutely despise the way that this Florida law is being portrayed.
0: Yeah, and it's it's all misinformation. It is weirdly enough,
1: new head. No, this is actually my gaming Xbox headset. Uh, you know, everybody knows I'm moving. I've packed up a lot of stuff in my office, including my microphone, my audio board, and a couple other things. So, but thank you for noticing. It's very very nice.
0: I just, I don't understand. Like I, I, I probably really should go and read the don't say gay bill. Um, cause I know some people have asked me about it. I know, you know, mm. you've asked me about it a few times, but just the gist of it, mm. I don't understand why people are so up in arms. Like you should not be teaching this type of curriculum to our kids. If you want your child to know that type of curriculum, then you teach your child. That is not up to the board of education.
1: There was a day where, and it probably wasn't too long ago, and maybe I'm old school, and let me just go on record as saying, I am not advocating violence. I'm not threatening violence. But I remember a day where if my six-year-old comes home and says, hey, my teacher today tried to teach me the difference between a penis and a vagina. Somebody getting their ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm just, no. No 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 and and for clarification
0: purposes you guys we're talking about like prepubescent kids like obviously sex education like i do i do agree i do think that sex education should be a thing because i do know that there are a lot of parents out there that Mm -hmm. are like they don't know how to talk to their kids or what have you so it is good to teach kids about like safe sex and all that and and that is when you can talk about oh well if you're Um, A girl that likes other girls like this is how you can be safe and all these like that's the time and place to do it. Not Mm -hmm. these prepubescent kids that don't know, you know, if they like fucking oranges and then the next day they decide they fucking hate oranges. You know, like kids can't make up their minds at those young ages.
1: I don't care what you call it. They. With the advocates that are trying to teach kids. Kids who don't even have pubic hairs in certain areas yet, if you're trying to teach them about sex, you're trying to fucking groom them and you're a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. Even if you think you have their best intentions at heart, it's not your place. Exactly, It's, it's not for you to decide when my kid or Jen's kid or anybody's kid discovers sex Mm -hmm. or talks about sex or gender or identity. It is grooming. Mm -hmm. And And let
0: me tell you guys something as a fucking lesbian, that's known that she's loved, like liked girls since 14. Obviously I've had my experiences since then with men, but I've known that I've liked girls since I was 14 years old. I had nobody to talk to about it. Mm -hmm. I turned out just fine. Your kids are going to be just fine, especially with all the plethora of information and things that are already out there. And if we start implementing, you know, this type of information in the sex ed classes, your kids are going to be fine. You don't have to talk to your little seven or eight year old about, um, do you like your penis? Do you feel like you're a girl? Let's talk about yeah. giving you the suppressor so you can chop it off one day. Like that's not appropriate.
1: To me, it almost is starting to seem like, and we can talk about this too, but it's starting to seem like they want to do away with genders for the sole purpose of trying to make everybody equal. And it doesn't work that way. Okay.
0: It'll never happen.
1: All, all I heard for two and a half years is follow the science. Don't deny the science. Follow the science. Well, you know what? The science says that there are two sexual genders. There are male and female. If you are an 18 year old and you want to become a male, if you're a female and you want to become a male, by all means, this is. You're still one of the two genders. Right. Well, either way, but you you see what I'm saying there? Yeah. A six year old, an eight year old, a 10 year old. Okay. When I was 10 years old, my my stuff got hard if the wind blew the wrong way and I didn't know what the fuck was causing it. So how are you going to sit there and try to tell me that I should reject that because I think I might be a girl. No, this is not a conversation for you to have with me.
0: No, it is not. And I just, I honestly, I really fear for our children's futures because I really feel like this is a tactic to, um, depopulate. Depopulate. Because, like, you know, oh, we have all these, these people that want to be trans now because, like, this is what the media is telling them and that they're, this is what they're saying is is uh, popular and all that stuff. And that's what I was getting ready to talk about, Kenda. So now you have these incidents where, like, they want to scream equality and, like, women's rights matter, but yet men... And I hate saying, cause that's so fucking transphobic, but men are out there. They're taking away from women. Look at that one that just the, uh, Leah, what's your face that just took that number one, uh, title. And it's like, you are taking away scholarships and sponsorships from women. Mm-hmm. And after you've been screaming all these years about women aren't paid enough and women, this and women that, well, you're fucking letting it happen by allowing trans trans women compete and that's not fair and i don't care i will argue with anybody all fucking day the end of the day biologically it doesn't matter if, if she cut her penis off or not biologically that person is still a man biologically their heart is still bigger biologically their muscles and their lungs are still bigger and their they, bone density
1: is stronger. Their bone
0: density is stronger like biologically they have a an advantage on cis women and and they are taking away from cis women And that's just, that is not equality. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That is not equality. I guess we did have a Raider rant today.
1: Everybody wants equality until they have to go out and shovel the snow. Yep. And I hate to say it that way, but that is the best way to describe it. It's like, oh, whoa, no, no. It's 2022, equal rights, equal fights. Mm -hmm. I still am of the old school mindset. It's the way I was raised. I have never been in a position where I thought I had to defend myself from a woman by striking her.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay? And I will never do that unless it's a life or death situation. But I'm not going to lie. I see some of these TikToks. I see some of these videos on YouTube where a girl will go up and start beating the shit out of a guy and the guy sits there and takes it for about 30 seconds and then boom!
0: That's what they get. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm against fucking domestic violence and, yeah, you know, putting your story, hands on a women and all that stuff. But the thing is, and I've always said this, I said this shit about when like the Chris Brown and Rihanna shit happened. Mm-hmm. If you're going to punch a grown ass man, like a grown ass man, then expect to get hit back like a grown ass man. I,
1: period. I've 100% denounced any violence against women and children. But what I'm in more in favor of is the right to defend yourself and not take an ass whooping from anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, in, in full disclosure, I've had to do, I've had to put my ex-wife in a hold once to keep her from not only whooping my ass but destroying my apartment. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I didn't feel I had to strike her. Yeah but
0: and you shouldn't like i think no, most no. cases like a sh- man shouldn't have to like you can restrain the woman but like yeah. you sh- he should not get in trouble if like some woman comes up and starts pounding the shit out of him he yeah. should have every right to you know yeah, restrain nobody, her until he gets help
1: nobody should take an ass whooping period that's mm-hmm. just the way i look at it now i will say this when the cops showed up i still had her in the hold and the cops said hey man I'm going to need you to back. And he had his hand on his gun already, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm going to need you to back away from her. I said, sir, you come over here and get between us and I'll be happy to let her go. I'm tired of getting hit. And as soon as I let her go, she fucking took a swing at me again and the cop caught her. So thank nice. God, you know, so yeah. it's like, woo. So, okay, you know, she's yeah.
0: a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> um, to answer Chelsea's question, so cis, it's C-I-S. So a mm-hmm. cis woman or a cis man is someone that was born that gender. Like, that's the new terminology. And that was, I I was just saying that for emphasis reasons. Like, right. that's that's the terminology now. So, like, I'm, I am a cis woman. You're a cis woman. Bill's a cis man. Like, it's just someone that yeah. is, that's the gender that they were assigned when they
1: fuck that shit. I'm sorry. And you know, listen, what, I'm I, trying
0: not to be completely transphobic because I know some of the things that came out of my it's mouth were transphobic, transphobic
1: but- to sit there and say, I like to have sex with women and I can find some guys cute. That doesn't mean I want to run my dick up their ass. <laughs> okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You like who you are or you like what you like. You are mm-hmm. who you are. And I'll give you an example for of this, Jen. There was recently an article put out by, I can't remember the magazine. I'll have to find it. It's on my phone somewhere actually, where, uh oh, it says plus size women admit to not liking overweight guys okay i don't care you who are who you are you like who you like that's fine but the way that article was fucking written okay how come the women get to be plus size but the men are overweight
0: yeah It's fucking double standard. Like, I I can't stand it either. And like, and you're right. Like people can be who they want and they can like who they want. And that, that goes, that goes with trans. That goes with trans people. Like if if you want to be trans and you want to, you want to like whatever that you like, then that's, that's on you. But Mm -hmm. I draw the line when it comes to trying to influence the children. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now let's continue on with the show. I would never go into like these little elementary schools and be like, hey, little girls, you want to know how you're going to have the best relationship of your life and not have to deal with, you know, these unemotional guys. Date girls. Hey,
1: I'll tell you, you know, I've labeled her a domestic terrorist numerous occasions and I will continue to do so. Sunny Hostin, she's all, oh God, that, can I, can I say it?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, she's the Cersei Lannister of television. She's the cuntiest of cunts, okay? (laughs) But I swear to God, this chick came out and said something about, oh, it's, you know, Florida and Ron DeSantis and this bill is anti-gay. And I swear, without missing a beat, because I'm sitting there watching this on YouTube, my wife comes in and says, I don't care if that bitch is woman male female i don't care if she used to be a federal prosecutor i don't care if she sucked andrew cuomo's dick to get in the office that she had i don't care if she come to my child and try to talk about sex gender or identity i would beat the holy shit out of her my wife said i got no problem going back to prison
0: nice (laughs) i (laughs) mean i stand for like i you guys know i'm not I'm not a violent person, and I don't like wish harm on really anybody. But some people out there really need their fucking asses beat. But see, and that- I, I think they really just need to live, the, leave the kids alone. And yes, I know that they already are, and like that's what needs to stop. It is not. Mm-hmm. It's not up to this the board of education on teaching, you know, seven and eight-year-olds the difference between, you know, boys and girls. And, oh, you could be confused just because, like, you're a girl that likes to play with Hot Wheels. You you must, you must be a trans man. Like, don't fucking do that. And yeah. I don't understand you guys either. Like, I know we're talking about, like, three different things, but I don't understand, like, why we're only pushing po- body positivity when it comes to women. Again, like, we're constantly picking and choosing when it comes to, like, oh, women rights and treat- treating women with respect... But then we're not treating women with with respect or we're turning it around and we're not treating men with respect. Like, how about body positivity? Like, you remember all that shit about 50 Cent? Like, 50 Cent wasn't even fat during the Super Bowl halftime. Like, that dude's just fucking jacked.
1: 50 Cent is six years older than I am. And I hope I look half that fucking good when I turn 53, 54 whatever it's <laughs> six years. If I look half that good. I... Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: listen, it was just, it, I mean, it was an unfortunate camera angle. I think, But, like, once he got off from hanging upside down, like, that dude's fucking jacked. Like, look at, like, Dre and Eminem. Like, I think they all work out together because over the years, like, those three just got fucking jacked.
1: So let me ask you a question. Why? Remember? I don't know if you remember or not, but I want to say it was about maybe seven years ago before the Black Panther performance. Beyonce did a halftime show, and there was a very infamous picture of her that was captured where she was dancing. And in the middle of the dance, somebody snapped a really timely pic where she was like,
0: Oh, I know which one. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly. And look, she almost looked like a a weightlifter doing a deadlift and really struggling. And people made fun of her for that. And, you know, whether you agree or disagree, I don't think it's funny, but, you know, it is what it is. And people lost their damn minds over that. And people were, oh, you can't shame her like that. And that's just a picture at the wrong place at the wrong time. 50 cent happens and the shit's funny. Let's it's fucking hypocrites.
0: Like they're all, they're all fucking hypocrites. Listen, I've said this time and time again, like ever since I got on the app, um, when it comes to like debating people, as soon as you start making fun of the way somebody looks Mm -hmm. or talks or like something that they cannot help, you've lost the fucking argument. And I just, I just truly believe in like, Let's fucking be kind. Like, if you don't like Beyonce, I don't like Beyonce, but I'm not going to make fun of her. Like, like the end of the day, she's a very gorgeous black woman, but I'm not going to make fun of because she had an unflattering fucking picture. Like, I might use it as a funny gif,
1: but like, I'm not. But see, that's the thing. I guess we can't laugh at ourselves anymore. Everybody has to take shit too serious. Beyonce went so far as to have her publicist contact Twitter and contact Facebook to have all of that removed. Of course, the uh, social media companies at the time were like, fuck you. We're free speech places. Mm-hmm. Times have changed. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but e- either way.
0: But you know what? Like that just shows and like people should really take a lesson from that. Like that just shows that Beyonce – really suffers from a self-esteem issue. If she is that well, she's self-conscious. I mean, listen, Jay-Z, he's he's had his he had his prime. It's, unfortunately, it's it's surpassed, but it's okay. He's he's getting old, but I'm just saying that he she clearly has a self-esteem issue if she mm-hmm. went through all that trouble to try to get a picture removed like that. Like Beyoncé was like one of the like I think she was the she was ranked as number one as the most beautiful woman in the US at one point, I, wasn't
1: she? I, I think she won uh Maxim's Sexiest Woman Alive one year. Yeah, I, I knew think, it was right.
0: I knew she had done so like she's she's got it. Mm-hmm. So that just shows like a lot, and that's a have, lot of Hollywood celebrities. Like they really just have a self-esteem issue.
1: Have you ever seen her music video partition?
0: I don't know. Yeah.
1: If you get I think kid, so. go back and watch that and you're like, Oh Lord.
0: I, I'm probably, Try I don't know. I listen. I used to rock parties. out to Beyonce, like fucking <laughs> single ladies was my the- jam. Single ladies was my jam. Like I knew every move to that, mm-hmm. like every dance move to that video.
1: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, before we go to uh, Jin Jin reacts, I will say this. I was a big, big person on, I can't support somebody who I disagree with uh, politically socially, stuff like that. Then my brother, actually, the rock band Skillet, who I fucking love. I love Skillet, okay? I don't care that they're a Christian band. I don't care that they're right-wing conservative or God or anything about that. I just love their music because it fucking rocks, Mm -hmm. okay? My brother, who is very anti-God, and he's got his reasons, and I'm not going to debate that. Mm-hmm. but you know he said oh i can't listen to them because of christian rock and this that, and everything else it got me to thinking if i stop listening to everybody that i have a problem with i'm never There'd gonna listen music. yeah i'm yeah. not gonna listen to music again if I've,
0: I've, i'm the same way like just yeah. because i don't agree with them politically like Bette midler i do not agree with her politically at all right but i fucking love Bette midler like come on now hocus pocus uh, her her one album that came out on my birthday was like fucking amazing. Like I fucking love Bette Midler.
1: Kevin Spacey's a piece of shit, but I house of cards is still one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Yeah. Okay.
0: Now there it, are certain celebrities I will not support when I like, when I found out that I, I, into like the, like the whole PizzaGate gate stuff, like, mm, I, Nope. Beyonce is one of them. Not remember, not going to support her.
1: I'll never watch an NBA game again. I'll never watch a WNBA game again. I will n- if LeBron James were to die of syphilosis of the mouth tomorrow in a painful car accident and burned alive, I'd be like he didn't suffer enough.
0: That was really dark.
1: <laughs> oh my you, god. Fuck him.
0: Listen, no. you can't put stuff like that out in the universe.
1: No, I'm no I'm not saying I want him to. I'm just saying if he did, please let's make that distinction. <laughs> Okay, I'm not. terrible. It it is terrible, but he's a terrible human
0: being. He he is, and I like that's why I truly believe in karma. Like I Mm -hmm. will not support the NBA because of him and because of what the NBA does, you know, with its affiliations to China. Mm -hmm. I will not support fucking Beyonce. I will not support Tom Hanks. There's a lot of celebrities I will not support, but just because they're like whatever politically, until I find out otherwise, I'll still listen to their music, watch their movies, watch their TV shows.
1: I, we were talking about wrestling. John Cena used to love him. He can eat a bag of dicks.
0: He, yeah, he can eat a bag of dicks. Like that shit yeah. that he did when it came to like oh what, my, the China and the Taiwan stuff. Oh and him God. him out there speaking, was it? He went out there speaking He was out Mandarin, there speaking like,
1: Mandarin. Just like, said, oh, hey, I, I bent the knee because I'm a bitch.
0: You're a fucking sellout, bro. Like you, you was this all-American support the troops mm. guy. And then you turn around and that was a straight up cop out.
1: No, Notice WWE has not had him back since.
0: Not surprised.
1: All right. So, Jen, we talked about this earlier today. Speaking of political correctness and all that good stuff. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to do some Jen reacts real quick. Uh, Jen and I talked earlier in the day, and she knows who Tom McDonald is. Now, Tom McDonald is a rapper. He's got some, let's just say interesting takes on things. And he did a collaboration song with Adam Calhoun, another hip hop artist who has some interesting takes. (laughs) We're going to leave it at that. But they came out with a song a couple of months ago called New World Order. Have you heard of this song?
0: I have heard of it. I think I've only heard like little snippets on TikTok, but I don't think I've actually sat and listened to the song. Okay.
1: This song was probably the most reaction video to so far this year. And we're about to see why. If at any point, Jen, you want me to pause it because you want to react to a specific lyric or you want to hear it again, let me know. Okay. Let me uh, hold on. I got to make sure that I'm doing it correctly so everybody can hear the audio. Don't anybody report us for a copyright infringement. This is a review. Here we go.
3: Here's the problem with America, the country is broken Cause they minds stay closed, but they mouths stay open Get attacked and we blame terrorists, go broken We blame the price, blame racists for the racism But only if his skin is white If we don't need guns, cause we can call the police We don't need fire extinguishers, call a firemen, please You didn't want to build a wall and now the border is weak Your favorite actor has a gate that's like 15 feet Racism is gay, if you're offended, that's retarded And tolerance is great until you speak and you're a target If a white man paints his face black, he's a racist piece of garbage But you put him in a dress and he's courageous and he's He's gorgeous. All these double standards, man, I'm tired of the noise. Freedom's an illusion if they censor your voice. Call a dad a deadbeat for neglecting his boys, But a mom kills a baby and you call it pro-choice. You act like you're so much better than us. Yeah, we know that. Who told you that you so special to a new world order? Your facts ain't facts without censoring us. Yeah, we know that. Good job, you lose. his your medal to a new world
1: order. Okay, reactions to the first uh bar there.
0: I mean, he he pretty much nailed it. Like he's he's definitely pointing out a lot of the hypocrisy and um mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we've talked about before like oh, it's only racism if a white person does it, like, mm-hmm. you know, because they always want to push that like oh, black people can't be racist, but that's completely false. Um the the thing with um I you know what you I don't me? know, I don't know about like the so the abortion the abortion lyric. Mm-hmm. um I see what he's saying, but mm-hmm. I think he could have i don't know i don't i think I feel like that's apples and oranges because
2: mm-hmm.
0: only because, like if a deadbeat father doesn't isn't involved with their kid, like the kid's alive, but like you can't mm-hmm. be a deadbeat, deadbeat mother if you don't have a kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how, how best yeah, to but, phrase that. I kind of feel like that was apples and oranges. It, it's
1: a false equivalency there. I, I mean, the point yeah. gets across. So I understand yeah. where what you're saying, and I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I also get the point that he's trying to yeah. drive home. Right,
0: yeah. No, I, I definitely get the point he's trying to drive home.
1: All right, let's continue to Tom Calhoun's
0: Adam.
2: Uh, Why they hate the fact they try to burn into the ground. Don't do that in front of me. I'm going to let off a round, pal. Scream loud. Burn the city down now. Put it on the news. Make them all feel proud. Look, make a system where 85% of black people fill the prison. Is it because they black or they make bad decisions? I ain't good at math, but it seems like it's division. Or is it white privilege? I believe politicians need to be locked up. Try to take our freedoms. That's how you get shot up. Got our back against the wall. Try to just stop us. More guns, more ammunition. Please stock up. Election gets rigged. Rice getting fringed. Take this syringe. Frighten your kids. Show up right where you live. Make me wanna grab a rifle and just go. You act like you're so much better than
3: us. Yeah, we know that. Who told you that you so special? To a new world order. Your facts ain't facts without censoring us. Yeah, we know that. Good job, you lose Here's your medal. To a
0: new world
3: order.
1: All right. Okay. Adam uh, Calhoun's lyrics. Go. Yeah.
0: So uh, real quick, like Chelsea's right. And we could like that, that could be like a conversation for another time, because there's definitely like a lot of things that could be implemented to, you know, stop like deadbeat fathers and shit. But like,
1: that's okay. That's so, cool yeah. Time. Okay. I'm, I'm going to lay the challenge out now. Let's definitely have that conversation last or next week. Okay. And and Chelsea's always welcome here. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a safe space, I promise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just as long as you don't call her a commie.
1: (laughs) But I will say that as a father who paid child support for 18 years – you know, let let's just save that. Let, yeah, well, I, I'll I save definitely that. want to circle back to that, but yeah, I ain't ain't no circle back,
0: girl. My oh my god, um,
1: okay, but okay. So okay.
0: so with Adam Calhoun's lyrics, um, again, like he definitely he definitely brings the points home. Um, mm-hmm. I I do think that there's this is a conversation that a lot of us really need to have when it comes to the justice system because I do. Truly believe to the bottom of my core that we do need justice system reform. Um, mm-hmm. There are many cases where um, black criminals are treated unjustly, and and listen, like I I know I I know like the different sides of the arguments, but there are those cases where like oh, well, this person with no record um, committed the same crime with this person with no record, but this person served more. And I got it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this person might be in Ohio or this other person might be in Georgia. So like, it could be that, but if the justice system needs reform in the aspect of like, let's, let's make things blanket and -hmm. like a standard across the board. And it doesn't have to be like federal, like the federal government doesn't need to get involved with that. But like, but then again, maybe, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm really, I, I really no. am trying to like, I'm on the fence with it because I don't want more federal government involvement, but at mm-hmm. the same time, the states need to come together somehow and say, Hey, look, so if this person um, deals like five grams of heroin, um, this is what the blanket is mm-hmm. going to be. You know, I think they need to get rid right. of plea bargains because there are too many people like with, um, with um, crimes against children. There are people out there like taking a plea deal and they're getting off fucking easy. So mm-hmm. there just needs to be a standard with the states. And I think that they can do that without the federal government getting involved.
1: They, they can, but will they? Who knows? Here, here's my problem, twofold real quick before we finish the uh, video. Number one, okay, I'm, I'm trying to put this in a way that's delicate, but also truthful. There is an obvious discre- uh Discretion or just dis- discrepancy. There, thank you. Discrepancy between minority sentencing and white sentencing. We've seen it.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: happens. It's wrong. It needs to be fixed. But my problem, my real problem, the core at this problem is Kamala Harris. Let me explain everybody. Cause I know a lot of you right now are like, what? What? Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris sent more African Americans to prison over weed than anybody else in the history of California. But yet she's hailed as a fucking hero. She's hailed. Oh, if you hate her, then you're just racist. No, I don't like her because, A, she has no idea what she's doing. She has no mm-hmm. business being where she's at. But everything that you guys rage against the machine about, you fight against the system and the system's mm-hmm. corrupt. She was the system. Yeah. And and for the record, Kamala Harris wasn't
0: black until she was running as the vice president. Oh, I'm just saying. God. Oh, before, but she
1: at the inauguration, be, Yeah.
0: Before, she was just a fucking Indian-American And now all of a sudden she's an Indian, black American. Like I, I just, just for the record, um, not like, yeah, you're right. It is, it is the fucking system. Um, and I think that what needs to happen is that there, because there are, there are a lot of underprivileged that's, uh, that's being sucked into the life of crime. And I think that if the States would get a grip of their States Mm -hmm. and work with their, their, their city mayors and start working on, oh, I don't know, community outreach programs to help these underprivileged neighborhoods so that p- way people aren't going down the life of crime, do more stricter laws and, and fighting against gangs and drugs and all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. right now, California is a fucking mess because they are so lax on crime right now. Like I know you guys have all seen the videos of like people just walking into Walgreens with big ass fucking bags of gar- like garbage bags and just filling their shit and walking out and nobody's doing anything. Because the, the, they're so lax on crime, like let's get back to you know the the war on crime and like let's give people a fighting chance to not have to go down that route and community outreach programs. I feel is the way to do it.
1: California and New York are the two absolute worst places in America to live in. There is a video circulating right now.
0: Let's Gin- be specific: okay. New York City. Not New York, New York. And, yeah, it's yeah. New York City. Yeah,
1: I'm sure Binghamton's but Binghamton and Buffalo are still probably really nice places. I don't being. have
0: issues on Long Island and okay. I'm right down the road from the right. city. So
1: Jen. For those of you who are listening and I've taken off my glasses because I don't For
0: dramatic effects.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there there's no easy way to have this conversation. So I'm just gonna say it. There is a video of a man. Hold on, let me find it again. There is a video of a man in New York City who recently beat the shit out of an elderly Asian woman. I mean, he he beat her so bad in an apartment hallway. And for all the anti-Asian celebrities out there i'm looking at you olivia munn as long as it's a white person committing the crimes it's anti-asian hate Mm -hmm. it's fucking ridiculous how terrible the system has gotten when i say the system we can talk about the government we can talk about politicians we can talk about celebrities what i am specifically talking about is that how the system has become so lopsided in the fact that we get to pick and choose what is bad and what needs to be reported on versus what is acceptable or it hurts my image. So I can hate anti-Asian crime as long as it is a white person. If it's a a person of some other race or ethnic group, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to touch that because yeah. I don't want to be looked at as a racist.
0: Well, I mean, look at what happened down in Georgia. Oh like after God. that white was- dude did that to the those massage partners. Like we, we yes. had a week. We had a whole last week, you guys, uh, for us other fucking Asian people. We had a whole last week where we fucking mattered. And then it, it got sh- shadowed out by something else. And then the, oh. Bo- the Boulder, Colorado shooting happened. And everybody's like, oh my God, it was a white dude. And he, I bet he was a Trump supporter. And as soon as they found out he was Middle Eastern, crickets.
1: And then that fucker, Umar Johnson, who is the biggest divisionist, this side of Sonny Hostin, Umar Johnson goes and claims that the only reason they passed an anti-Asian hate bill was because it wasn't for black people. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's like, you took the absolute worst and all of that. and made it
0: worse. And that was just pandering. That was, that was strictly pandering because, because hate crimes is illegal period. The Asians did not need a specific bill to talk about, Oh, well, because of COVID-19 and because Trump said this, that, and the other, like now we have all these Asian hate crimes. No, Asian hate crimes have been happening for fucking years. Like, the 80s, I think, were the fucking worst for us. And they have been going on for years. And for those of you that don't know, like, history and stuff, like, there was a big battle between Asians and Black Americans because, like, Asians were fucking racist towards them. And so now they're racist back. And so, like, it's just this fucking stupid race war that's been going on for years. And, like, I'm just wondering, like, when are we going to start taking it serious and stop fucking, like, shut or um, or start putting a, a spotlight on it On all hate crimes, period. Doesn't matter who the fucking uh, subject is. Like, it doesn't matter their skin color. Like, if they are out there targeting specific races and committing crimes against them, that is a fucking hate crime.
1: Yeah, the the cop in South Carolina a few years ago, the cop that actually chased after an African-American a criminal suspect and shot him in the back as he was running away after not a, after something that was not a violent crime Mm -hmm. and the African-American that was running away, he had no weapons on him. That cop should have went to jail for life. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wouldn't have been opposed to the death penalty, to be honest with you, but that's personal responsibility. That is not garnering one specific group to one specific crime. Mm -hmm. There's no, I'm sorry. And I know there's going to be some people listen to this and be like, Oh, but I'm sorry. There's no such thing as a hate crime. Crime is crime. Okay. Whether you, there's
0: definitely such thing as a hate crime.
1: I see. There
0: is definitely such thing as a hate crime. When I I
1: think that gives it too much credence. I think that, I think
0: think it's being overused right now, but there are definitely hate crimes that are happening because we Asians are being targeted especially in fucking New York City and especially uh, in, in California yeah i was going to say and especially in California like they are specifically being targeted like those are hate crimes um some of these other okay. things like uh the like the shooting down in Georgia do i think that was a hate crime no i think that that was just the demographics of those massage parlors and that that guy obviously had some mental health issues and and other uh, sex addiction issues like, well, I guess that's mental health. But he had he had issues and he just he targeted those specific salons. And that's just the demographics. That would be just yeah. like if I went and targeted. What's something that I, I could target that would be a I don't fucking know. I don't have an example. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an example, but it would I, be I, like if I targeted um, a country concert that's mostly white people. That mm-hmm. that's that that could be that could be if that could be considered. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. Like, not so, I mean not consider hate crime, but that that would be just a coincidence, I should say.
1: It, are there racially motivated crimes? Yes. And mm-hmm. if you want to put the hate crime label on that, then I I guess I'm not really in a whole lot of position to debate that. So mm-hmm. maybe Well, I hated it. <laughs> 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 but you, you get, I think you get what I'm saying.
0: I do. I, I do get what you're okay. saying. I, I do okay. understand what you're saying. And I, I think that hate crime is being used too loosely. Yes. Um, But we can't say that it doesn't exist it, it, when it does.
1: I'm not even going to say it's being used too use loosely. I think it's being too, I can't think of the word. It, they're, they're using they're it picking,
0: as a blanket statement. Well, they're picking a,
1: and choosing it too much because. And oh, my God, Simone Sanders, she is one of the worst. She is all about hate crimes until in Chicago, four people grab another person of a different race and are abusing him live on Facebook.
0: Yeah.
1: And oh, no, no, no. That's not a hate crime. That's Trump's fault. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, and and like. And I'm going off of Scott's comment because it just mm-hmm. brought up a thought process. Okay. Like, yes, crime is crime. So I don't see, like, why we have to label it that way. Yes, I mm-hmm. said that it exists, but I don't understand why we necessarily have to label it. Because if I decide to go out and, and kill a bunch of white people and because I hate white people, obviously I fucking don't. But say I hate white people and I go out and I kill a bunch of white people. Is that going to put me in jail longer just because I hated white people? even though I like say I murdered 17 people, but is that going to hold the same weight if I just murdered 17 random races? You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like it should hold any more weight. Like crime is crime. And I don't think that it should be like, Oh, well you murdered 17 white people because you hate white people. So you're going to go to jail for 40 fucking uh, 40 lifetimes. Oh, you killed 17 random races. Like you're going to go to jail for 20 life sentences. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it should really matter in that aspect. I, I make sense.
1: No, I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just, yeah, we're, we're just going to say we mostly agree on that one. <laughs> All right. So let's wrap up the video real quick, man. I forgot we were doing a Jinjin reacts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's check it out.
3: One blames white folks for every little bitty thing. We don't have no one to blame. We take responsibility. They tell you be a man, then call it toxic masculinity. Then when you act too feminine, they call it white fragility.
2: I don't understand trans man with humility. I'm just trying to raise my kid the best of my ability. If I disagree, you try to cancel. Get rid of me. You cancel. You can't be the answer. You killing me.
3: And I hate white supremacy just as much as you. But I ain't feeling guilty for something I didn't do. The system's killing everyone. It sucks, but it's true. They kill you, then they broadcast it and call it the news. Or
2: they'll brainwash you through social media feeds. And if you disagree, delete you immediately. Make America China pretty easy to see. I will always remember the land of the free. You act like you're so much better than my
1: Okay, so the rest of it is just the chorus again.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good song. Like they definitely, uh, brought up a lot, a lot of issues and definitely like hit the nail on the head on a lot of the things. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously I kind of disagree with some of the, uh, comparisons, but I I think overall, like I get the message that they're trying to convey and I think they did a good job with it.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I really, I'm with you. There's some things I'm like, "Eh, it's kind of cringe. Can't say Mm -hmm. I agree with some of the stuff, but the one in that last lyric or the, the last, uh, Bar, whatever, where uh, McDonald's says about men, and you know what? I'm a straight white guy. Blame me if you want to. That's fine. I am who I am. The whole okay, it's toxic. It's toxic masculinity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Fuck you, Gillette. By the way, um, <laughs> that that's an issue. But if you know, if a guy shows a more softer side or a more feminine side, then you're told to man up. Mhm. What the fuck are we supposed to do? Yeah. I, you know, I'll tell you what we're supposed to do. We are supposed to find the person in our lives, whether it's male, female, whatever, regardless of the race, regardless of the religion, regardless of the gender. You have to find the person that is down for you, no matter what. And mm-hmm. my wife made it very clear from the very beginning. The two things she wants, she wants no kids, and she wants a man to be, or she wants her man to be a man.
0: Yeah. And, like, I I honestly don't really understand, like, the whole toxic masculinity. Like, what exactly classifies toxic masculinity? Like, if a man wants to be a man, like, go out there and chop some wood and and throw around some fucking two-by-fours. Like, is that toxic masculinity?
1: Uh, Well, I think they, at the time when the toxic masculinity was a big, big thing, like Wicked was saying, I was tired of hearing about it, too. uh, The whole thing about oh, men catcalling and mansplaining and this, that, and everything else. Women have been mansplaining for years. It was called nagging. Oh, Okay. (laughs) But I'm just saying that that's a joke. Obviously. Yeah, I got you. Okay. But in all seriousness, it's more about, you know, like men catcalling or having to show his member is bigger than the other guy's member. If you ever watch the movie 10 Cup, it's two golfers who can't, You know, they have a whole lot of toxic masculinity. I'm doing air quotes right now. Mm -hmm. Just proving who's the bigger man or who's the better man. So, but if you do the opposite of that, if you show your Kurt Cobain side, I'm hurt and I'm soft. If you show your 90s uh, (laughs) rock side, your Mm -hmm. alternative music side, then you're, oh man, man, uh, be a man. It's like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do?
0: Yeah, like I don't. I don't really hear that too much now where like people are like, Oh man up because like, no offense. A lot of, there's a lot of uh, femininity going on with men. They're very Metro and Mm -hmm. very sensitive, which is okay. Um, So I don't really hear people saying, Oh, like you're pussy and fucking man up. Like, I don't really hear that that much anymore, but now like, okay. Yeah. Mansplaining. Um, I I think it's, it's not, I don't, I don't know if I really consider it. Toxic masculinity, I think it's more of um, like let's adjust our culture a little bit. Like, hey, women Mm -hmm. are just as smart and you don't need to explain to me like I'm a fucking idiot because I've definitely had that a lot where mm -hmm. a lot, you know, mansplain. like men would mansplain to me. And it's like- do I look stupid? I mean, I know I do look stupid, but I'm not really that stupid. Like, come on now. So I think it's more of like, let's just kind of change our culture. Like if, if two guys want to fucking whip it out and see whose is bigger like that, you know what (laughs) men, you do you like for some reason. And I don't understand this culture. I never have in like this is me saying, like, from growing up in the military, for some reason, straight men are, like, obsessed with each other's penises. I don't understand why, <laughs> but, like, for some reason, men are fucking obsessed with other men's penises. Like, they um, want to fucking slap it. They want to fucking touch it and grab it. And, like, I don't understand it, but, like, that's what men do. So, like, I don't consider that toxic masculinity. I think it's just men need to... um they need to. It's a little established bit of, dominance. Well, it's that's not what it's I was getting low at. It's as as the hills. I think that men, when it comes to how they talk to, more specifically women, because um, this is an issue that a lot of women do have, is they just need to watch their p's and q's. I think I just did a video on this the other day. Like for some reason, just because I'm a lesbian, men think that it's okay to like send me pictures and videos of things or talk to me about like their sexual escapades. And it's like, just because I like women, like that doesn't mean I'm okay with having these conversations. So it's all about being able to have regular conversations with women that doesn't come off like abrasive. I think is I don't know.
1: No, 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 you're you hit the nail on the head. To me that's a comfort level. Like I have another lesbian friend and I'm not going to say her name here, but she and I we like to play golf together. We uh, sometimes we go work out, and, you know. Uh you know, she's hung out with me and Tabitha numerous occasions. Great, great person. But I would not have the conversations with her today or let me refer uh, that you know when I met her 3 years ago. Mhm. You know, you have to have a certain comfort level with somebody to have these conversations. Otherwise, you are metaphorically just showing your dick. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't even
0: think it's just about a comfort level because, like, I will never be okay with talking to uh, any man about, like, my sexual escapades. Like, that's not... That's that's a comfort level, isn't it? I don't know. It's inappropriateness to me. Like, I don't because... I
1: I think those are one in the same, but I, I get what you're saying.
0: It's because, like, for me... And I don't mean any offense to this at all, but men are typically perverted by nature. And when, when guys, you know it's fucking true, Because what what was that saying that we grew up with that like men think about sex like every three seconds or something like that? Listen, women do too, but it's about appropriateness. I will never, me and you could be best friends for fucking 20 years. And I'm never going to talk to you about what I do in the bedroom because it's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. Because all I'm thinking in my head is like, oh, he just wants to know about what like lesbians do in the bedroom. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's it's just not appropriate to me
1: and and that and that's fine no i I get what you're saying if it's not a pr- if I don't not- even
0: talk to my girlfriends about stuff like that, like friends that are girls like I don't right. talk to them like it's just to me there's appropriate conversation and then there's inappropriate conversation and i mm-hmm. in in my opinion and you can call this comfort level if you want, but in mm-hmm. my opinion, talking about what goes on in the bedroom is just not appropriate conversation like- appropriate everyday conversation to have with people
1: the the Okay, yeah, I, I would agree that it's not something appropriate to talk about on an everyday level with people. I would agree with that. But I also believe that if some if there is a certain familiarity, comfort level, or you know, and, and I don't mean any offense to you, but I think that's a lot of problems with sex and sexuality these days is that people do not talk about it enough now whether that's to a friend or a therapist or people
0: talk about it too much are you kidding me i i think people talk about sexuality and sex way too much like why do you think we have the don't say gay bill right now (laughs) <laughs> like it is being talked about too much and listen i'm not saying that like all lesbians are like me like there are definitely right. some some out there that are raunchy as fuck and like all they want to talk about is like yeah i have this 10 inch blah blah whatever like oh listen God. that's i <laughs> i don't want to hear about that so right. yes i i think that it is talked about too much and you can call me a prude all you want but it's talked no. about too much and i listen if this is the type of conversation you like to have that's you but like yeah. I think that for future reference, not necessarily you, Bill, but for anybody that's listening, right. that if you are comfortable enough with talking about stuff like this, make sure whoever you're talking to is also comfortable with it. Because right. I get a lot of unsolicited conversations that it's like, um, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to hear about mm-hmm. this. Like no, the locker room talk, I'm it. not into it. Like I might, I, I'll be a bro all day. Like we could talk about video games and fucking sports all the time. But mm-hmm. when we, you start going into your quote unquote locker room talk, I'm not comfortable. It's none of my business. I don't care right. what she looked like with her clothes off. I don't care what happened. Like, that's none of my business. So, like, let's... Uh,
1: when I laugh, I'm not trying to make light of the conversation because it is an important conversation to have. But at the same time, just the way you were describing it your <laughs> emotions. <laughs> but, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I 100% understand. And, you know, there is... Certain, a lot of time and places where that stuff is not appropriate. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of time and places where it should be kept between people who are
0: on that level
1: yeah on that like if you're if you're
0: talking to your significant other all for it go ahead Mm -hmm. talk to your significant other about that stuff but like if you're some fucking dude that just met me and you're sending me unsolicited dick pics which i will never understand till the day i fucking die i never understand why men feel Mm -hmm. the need to do this i usually respond back with a a dick pic of my dog so Mm -hmm. that usually gets them back but like i will never understand why men feel it's necessary like hey check my junk out like I'm not into that. And you know, I'm not into that. So why the fuck are you sending that to me?
1: Because, look, the, the men are more perverse.
0: You heard him uh, say that, it. That, I said that, it. I told you men are more that, perverted.
1: That That's a conversation for another time that we can get into. But I will tell you this. There are a lot more women out there putting their stuff out than there are men, especially when it comes to the Internet.
0: Well, I mean, maybe Okay, okay. I can I can I think find if if we're, on, if we're going to talk about like if we're going to go into the conversation of like OnlyFans and like okay, but I'm talking, I'm, not about talking about all, I'm
1: talking about your form or your platform. I'm talking about TikTok. There are women out there who put their stuff out there for billions of views. Okay? I know that one guy. Who's the guy on TikTok that the log splitter, Thor, what's his name? Okay, the no the, idea. Women, the women in his comments section make me blush. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So Listen, it, it, I'm
0: not saying that women aren't perverted because there are definitely some fucking thirsty ass women out there that are willing to do <laughs> anything and everything to get fucking attention and to be, because mm-hmm. the problem is, and this is, again, this is a culture thing because this is what women think that men want to hear. So, mm-hmm. oh, let me say these things to try to get the men's attention.
1: Or they think it'll make them money or that, make them famous.
0: That too. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, like, we, we talked about, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but like, I used to say it all the time with, with the booby streamers on Twitch, like they're mm-hmm. literally just showing half their tits because like, that's yeah. what's getting them the views and that's getting them the, 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 the attention. And like, I'm just not, I'm not here for it. So like, again, I'm not saying that women aren't just as perverted because uh, there are some raunchy fucking females out there. And like, mm-hmm. I, trust me, I've walked into some fucking raunchy ass females rooms doing fucking health and welfare is, and women are more <laughs> disgusting than men at times. But like, for, uh, as far as a cultural thing, it's primarily men that are definitely way more perverted. <sighs> they just might not be as open about it.
1: We're we're, we're going to agree to disagree on that mm-hmm. And <laughs> Did you have some uh, Jen gen thoughts?
0: I do have some gen gen thoughts. Yeah, I'm All right. So uh, some of you might have heard me talk about this on my videos, but I think it's important enough to repeat it. As you all know, there's been a lot of drama going on. Um, I understand many like to get involved because they want to stick up for their friends, but the behaviors I have seen the past couple of weeks uh, surpass just sticking up for your friends. There are creators out there that are intentionally dragging others into the drama for absolutely no reason other than to keep the drama going and to hurt others this is not okay. People really need to reflect as to why they feel the need to get involved in the first place. Be that loyal friend, but find that line where enough is enough. Sadly, many are crossing that line. All because they want whoever they are against to be accountable for their actions or because they want to ruin them. First off, buddies, you cannot force others to be accountable. The only person responsible for their accountability is that person. If they do not want to reflect and hold themselves accountable, if they do not, if they are not open to having an actual conversation to resolve the issue, I'm sorry to say this, but you're wasting your time and energy. And many of you are allowing this to push you to levels you normally wouldn't. I almost went to that level a few times. No one is worth going to that level you already left behind, especially one that is never going to actually hear what you have to say. Save your energy, buddies. Preserve your own peace. I promise you it's worth it. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, thank you to my producer, Bills. We will see you next time, buddies.